You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. We're in conversation next with Den Mafora, who is a senior researcher at the Council for the Advancement of the South African Constitution, CASAC, um, which has joined hands with Section 27 and launched a conference report titled Democracy and Constitutionalism, Civic Education Conference Report and Keywords. The report brings into focus the importance of civic education at a time when South Africa is preparing for the 2024 elections, which are widely viewed as the most significant since 1994. Joining us to outline some of the key talking points emerging from the report, Dan Mafura is now joining us on the line. Dan, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Afternoon, Alton. Thank you so much for having me. I guess also, as the report notes, um, the turnout of 1994 being at around 84, um, rather 86.87%, um, is that at that particular moment, there was a whole euphoria around what that moment meant for the country moving into a democratic dispensation. And I know some political parties uh, today speak about um, 2024 is our 1994. But I wonder if it is actually landing and whether the electorate do also see the importance of actually participating in the elections as much as they did back in 1994. Look, there has been uh, a complete disengagement with electoral politics, right, um, in, in, in various sections of society. But more alarmingly, uh, among young people, um, there's been this complete withdrawal from um, electoral politics. Young people are not registering to vote. Young people are not turning up to vote even when they are registered. And this obviously has implications for the legitimacy of our democracy. You know, can you really say you command a majority if, say, for instance, only 25% of, 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 of registered voters come out to vote? And so we in, 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 in this um, initiative, what we're trying to do is reach out to those people um, who feel kind of disaffected and not as interested in electoral politics um, to show them, you know, the importance of engaging in electoral politics, the importance of being an active citizen and exercising your right to vote. Have you been able to identify what led to this despondency? So, I mean, it's, it's a number of things. Um, one of the things is obviously the economic situation, the high unemployment, um, uh, the quality of education, the failures of government to deliver just very basic um, services um, has led to people not really wanting to engage in electoral politics. It's not that they don't do politics, of course. There's lots of protests. We know that there's lots of mobilization that happens outside of institutional politics. But the way that we are able to change things is if we get people into the system, the people that we think have our interests at heart. And that's the kind of what we're trying to revive in, in the South African uh, uh, civic space, as it were. What about the role of a civil society as well as the media in general? Because sometimes also the media um, is seen as uh, the enemy and sometimes even with civil society as well, and they get accused of regime change or pushing regime change. Sure. I mean, I, I think obviously the media plays an important role um, in, in just capacitating um, South Africans uh, about the state of affairs. It, it plays an important role in speaking truth to power, in demanding answers of those who govern us. Um, and we see now one huge 
issue that is that is uh, that keeps popping up is the just the proliferation of misinformation that is out there and how the media can get involved and kind of try push back um, against what is uh, what what Donald Trump calls uh, fake news, right? Uh, we need to, uh, I don't know how, uh, and perhaps you can tell me that since you're a journalist, uh, rebuild confidence in media as um, a source of, of reliable information about the, 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 the condition of our society um, and to really become more discerning. And one thing that is really, really concerning is media literacy, how people are not able to differentiate um, between a, a valid or reliable source of information and a clear hoax. I mean, that's, that's quite alarming. And so we need to ramp up that capacity because it relies so heavily, or, or, or the right to, to vote, the right to know, relies so heavily on accurate information reaching the people that it's supposed to. And civil society? So civil society has played quite a, quite a, quite a big role, we know, um, at least in the last 10, 10 or 15 years. Um, actually, even before that, right, uh, we know they were accused or rather, we have been accused uh, of, of 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 being counter-revolutionary, of being, um, and this was happening at the time that the TAC was founded, um, which which eventually won uh, the um, the right to 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 have ARVs given to HIV-positive people. I mean, there are legitimate criticisms about um, you know some of the causes that. Uh, organizations may champion, but it's absolutely not true um, that the civil society space has in any way tried to subvert government um, or democratic outcomes. If anything, uh, our work has always been to try make um, the, the, the political space, the democratic process more open to, to, um, to participation by ordinary people. Because the, the, the accusation that's also leveled against um, civil society is how, for instance, if you look during the Jacob Zuma era, they would say that civil society was really heightened into the decisions um, that government was making at the time and where they felt that um, it's unconstitutional and so forth, there, there will be a court challenge that is launched. But now with uh, President uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, the sense is that what happened to that ability to be so agile and vigilant before things go wrong? Well, I mean, that, again, um, you would need a basis for that to say that, you know, any of these issues are comparable um, and that these organizations are not acting um, in accordance with, you know, whatever their stated mission is. But again, I think uh, it's it's a broadly stated criticism. It's not found in any. Yeah. Real no, uh, let me give you an example are. quickly, Dan. Um, so, during um, during the tenure of former President Jacob Zuma, we know that there was the CPS matter, for instance, and um, Black Sash and other. Um, civil society took the government to court to ensure that there's no constitutional crisis and that grants are paid. Um, there was a period last year where for months um, the SRD grants were not being paid and there was no litigation that was launched. Um, and the issues around, for instance, the payment of grants continue. But civil society is not making the same noise that they made during the era of a former President Jacob Zuma. Is that a fair assessment? Uh, I don't think that's fair at all. Um, okay. I think that 
I don't think that's fair at all. Um, I think that Black Sash and the Budget Justice Initiative and the Institute for Economic Justice are doing, even now, great work um, in trying to resolve the, gra- the grants crisis. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, that, that litigation is underway, uh, particularly about the SRD grant. So again, there are all of these accusations, but are they founded in fact and are they fair? I don't think that they are at all. Thank you so much for your time. That is Den Mafora there, who's a senior researcher at the Council for the Advancement of the South African Constitution. Apologies, we're a bit late for the news.